Welcome, welcome to the Exchange for the Exchange podcast, where we exchange ideas about current events, pop culture, and theology. And live. we are on air, boys. Okay. You are live. For the record, <laughs> Josh Pinnell is laughing. Nikolai Carpathia. <laughs> so gentle. <laughs> wow. I don't even know what Alex is going to say at this point. Welcome to the Exchange podcast. It is so good to be broadcasting to the throng once again. I'm joined as always by my beloved co-hosts, Josh Pinnell and Daniel Lopez. Josh, how you doing, buddy? I, I had an experience today that made me feel more helpless as a father than I've ever felt before in my entire life. My wife was not home and my daughter all day was saying her name. Mommy, 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 mommy. Climaxing in her sitting on my lap crying, saying mommy, mommy, mommy over and over. <laughs> All right, boys, let's get to the topics. Our first topic may be interpreted as ripping off um, another. Boys, we want to talk about restaurants and waiters and waitresses. What are uh, your thoughts on tipping etiquette? Um, do you guys have a certain level you start at? Do you raise it or lower it? Like, how does that work? I'm going to start with Daniel. Well, Alex, you know, you also, you have to think going into this, you have to remember most waiters and waitresses make between four and $6 an hour. Yes. So the bulk of their, of their living wage is based on how you tip them. Now I'm also a very judgmental person and I really feel like people this sounds really terrible, but I feel like they really have to work for it. <laughs> like, now, what do you mean work for it? Like, what amount are they working for? I go to a restaurant about once a week. It's called Blue Ridge Brewing Company. And my meal there is usually between 12 and $15, right? And I always ask for my change because I pay cash. I always ask for my change in ones. And if the service is excellent, I just give them the rest of the money. That's between 5 and $7, right? That's a good tip out out of like a twelve fifteen dollar meal. Wow. Yeah. If the service was not up to par, I leave a dollar and just walk away, man. Do you foresee a time where you wouldn't tip? Let's say, Alex, that I went out with my wife, which I don't have, and my three beautiful mixed children, which I also mm. don't have, and we're at a restaurant and the waiter says a, says something very terrible to my wife and then makes fun of my kids in front of everybody, then yeah, I would have tipped in that case. Dude, in that moment, so would, in that moment, I'm getting my meal for free. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's your personality, Josh. You I'm not paying for that meal. Above oh. for great service. I said, and I'm getting dessert for free. That's how Josh works. <laughs> that's I'm how getting, Josh works. Yes, I, I would be the guy that would get his meal for free. You would be the guy that just wouldn't tip. You'd be like, let it go, honey. Let it go, you know. Don't yeah. cause a ruckus. It's not worth Don't it. cause issues. <laughs> it's not worth it. It's not worth it. Well, Josh would walk away with stock in the company. That's a, that's what Josh would do. <laughs> All right, Josh. Yeah, I wouldn't have to. I'm gonna throw it to you, buddy. What what goes through Josh Josh Pinnell's mind when he's filling out that check? Usually, when I tip, I'm tipping between fifteen and twenty percent. Oh, nice. When I walk in, though. They're they're at they're at nothing. Nothing is a given. Nothing is a given in your world. I, I will say I have tipped twenty percent before, 
and it was because the waiter was excellent. I think the lowest I've tipped is like ten percent when they've done a really bad. You're job. offering to the Lord at church. That's your lowest tip, isn't it? <laughs> it is. Yeah. I'd like to describe an event for you guys, if that's okay. Oh yeah, for sure. Okay, so this week I went out with my wife to a restaurant, an establishment. Your gune. Call with my gune uh, to Chili's. Okay, good place. Yeah, while we we're at Chili's, our our we sat down. Our waiter walked up, and this guy was the nicest waiter I've ever interacted with. Just from like first meeting, he was like the biggest smile. He's like the nicest guy ever. He he gets our he gets our uh, our drink order, and then he gets our appetizer order. The drink machine, I kid you not, is five steps to my left. Our salads come out. Ten minutes later, we still haven't gotten our drinks yet. I end up getting his attention, and I'm like, hey, can we have our drinks? He's like, oh, I'm so sorry. He brings our drinks over. His manager has to come out and collect our, our entree order. He brings the entree order out. He refills my drink one time. Like, so, like, the sir, in, my, in, my cat, in my mind, that is, like, some of the worst service I could ever receive from a waiter. But the guy was literally the nicest person I think I've ever met at a restaurant. And so there was, like, there was like an objective standard that he definitely did not meet. But, like, subjectively and emotionally, I was, like, I just want to tip the poor guy. Like, really, <laughs> what would you guys do in that moment? All right, so let me explain my, my ethos with tipping. I start at 20%. Wow. We're the opposite, Alex. Oh, like 18 to 20%, I feel like, is starting ground. And, like, I'll go up to, like, you know, 20, 22, 23, something like that, 25 maybe. Wow. Um, and I think if it's bad, 15, 14, 15, something like that. That's a nice person that's what i would have done i feel like 10 i feel like i'm stealing what would you do dan i don't know i would just tip low man it would be my it but like again it would be my one dollar tip like i don't have a middle ground i either do one dollar or i give them the rest of the money there's no middle ground oh dude <laughs> no middle i ground. just thought of the funny i just thought of the funniest tip story ever dude and it's gonna make me look like such a jerk, but I gotta tell it. I'm in high school, okay? If you listen to this, the throng, and you think I'm a jerk after this, tweet at me and tell me I'm a jerk because of this story. Um, anyway, so I'm at this, I'm at my youth pastor's house, who is now our senior pastor, who is now my boss. They're out of town and we order pizza. Uh, I had like $10 and I think I, for some reason, I had like a dime in my pocket. It's gonna come in. It's gonna come important in a second. It was like I'm not even kidding. It was like an hour and a half later that the pizza got there, and that's a long time waiting for a pizza. I the the person comes to the door. It's the wrong amount. Oh, it's it's different, and it's a different pizza. I think it was a different pizza. It was like. It was like nine ninety-eight or something. It was something like crazy. I thought it was gonna be less. Like I thought it was gonna be like five. I think it was like when they were running their five dollar pizzas or whatever. And I was just like, Well, this is literally all the money I have on me right now. Here you go. And I flicked a dime in the air and she caught it. 
And then I said, <laughs> and I said, have a good day. <laughs> you flicked a dime in the air. That's all I had, man. I only had a dime. Know, why did you flick it in the air? Why didn't you give it to them like, like a normal human being? Do you know how hard it is to flick? Do you know how hard it is to flick a dime, dude? That just reminds me of that scene from A New Hope when Han Solo kills Greedo and he just like flips the bartender a coin. He's like, for the mess. Yes. Yeah, that's mess. probably my that's probably my inspiration for it. <laughs> um all right, let's take this in a little different direction. I wanna know what your guys' protocol is for coffee shops, barber shops. What other weird places ask for tips? Ice cream shops. They ask for tips? For but tip jar. Oh, okay, yeah, okay, so tip jars. That's an interesting thing. Um, okay, so when I go to the coffee shop, they slip me the receipt and they say, can you fill this out? They don't say sign it because if they, if they say sign it, then all they're getting is a signature. And they don't say, can you tip me? Because that's like weird. My question to you guys is, do you tip the people who cut your hair? Do you put money into a tip jar? How do you feel about those things? Daniel, I want you to go first. Yeah. Like where I work, we have we do tips, and we split the tips. Honestly, and you know, it kind of kind of aggravates me a little bit. So, I'm really good at customer service. So they will put me they'll put me on the front during like specific times of the day, or they'll put me on the drive through because they know that I can drive up tips. But the annoying thing is that I work really hard for those tips, but I'm not a waiter, so I have to split that with everybody else. Socialism, because, dude. Because socialism people like there's people on there who have terrible customer service and so when they're working like we don't get good tips but when i go out it went okay so my barber like i always give them the rest so it's always about 15 dollars, and i'll give them the five bucks which is a starting point for a barber tip Mm. like if you really want like your barber you'd give them seven to eight dollars um ice cream shops and coffee shops i'll usually give them change like if it's Squarespace and it has the one, five, and seven dollar choice, I do the one dollar. Or if I have change in my pocket, I'll give them change because the amount of tip I give them doesn't really reflect their service. Just the way I see it. Yeah. So if I go to a coffee shop, you know, if I'm if I'm paying five dollars for a medium coffee drink, I really don't want to give them another dollar or two. Because at that point, I'm paying six or seven dollars for one cup of coffee. Now, normally like some of the local coffee shops here, I don't, I only get like a black coffee. And if uh, I'm unfamiliar with the, the coffees that they're roasting, I'll ask the barista to tell me, to describe to me the coffees. And if they do that and it helps me enjoy my coffee more, usually I'll just round up. Yeah. I take a light, uh, like a much more casual approach to my barber. Like I'll take a couple bucks. Really? Well, what, where do you yep. go? Do you go to like a barber, like a, a local? No, barber? I go to sports like clips. clips. You're breaking my heart, Alex. Why? See, when I w- I used to go to great clips and I would, um, I would never tip there. Never. They never did. They never, I never thought that they actually did a really good job. Like they never actually. You want to know why I go to, wanted. you want to know why I go to sports clips? Why? They remember what I got last time. Hmm. That's very important. Dude, it is essential. Type it in the computer. That's all they do. They don't remember. But I don't care. I don't care how they do it, man. I just, I just don't remember. <laughs> just want- I, 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 there are some weird tipping situations, though, that I want to run by you guys. 
if there is a hotel provided transportation from the hotel to the airport, the guy who drives you will pick up your bags and move them two feet into the vehicle. And then he holds his hand out expecting a tip. What you need to do in that moment is high five him. (laughs) (laughs) If somebody holds their hand out for a tip, they're not getting a tip. Well, I mean, okay, I can see that, but you also have to to understand that that it's also a a cultural thing of the high class. So, like, if you're going to go stay at the Beverly Hills Hotel in California, like, you know the bellhop is going to stick out his hand, and you better have money. No. Because if not, you're being a very poor, you're being a very poor interacting with that culture. That's just the way it is. Like, high-class culture, like, servants put their hands out for tip. And you tip them, and you tip them well. Have you guys like ever you tipped your cab driver? That's that? that's the next one I was gonna bring up. Tipping cab drivers. Cab drivers. Ridden one time in a cab. The cab driver took Carly and I from Wrigley Field to O'Hare to O'Hare International Airport, and he was a city cab driver. So that means that he could not pick up anybody at the airport. He had to drive out of town, and then come all the way back in town before he could pick somebody else up. And I felt terrible. So I gave him a really good tip. I think I tipped him 20 bucks. Well, um, for Uber, you don't have to tip your driver. Oh, sweet. I've never taken an Uber. Yeah. So I only really only tip an Uber driver if, like, if I just really enjoyed the ride or it was, like, really great. But, like, yellow cab service, man. First of all, you have to be smart because they'll cheat you, Alex. Mm. Um, like, in New York, for example, like, you know, there's avenues. So you have to cross streets to get through the different avenues and sometimes they'll like they'll do like a half square unnecessarily just to keep their timer going okay i'll tell you what i did once i got into a taxi cab once and i had mapped out how far it was from my location to the location i needed to get to and i I knew how much it needed to cost i told the guy hey i have a 20 dollar bill and i'm gonna give it to you once we get there and whatever's left over you get to keep and he got me there. That's smart. It was like a $15 trip. He got a $5 tip. Smart. Smart. Because I've been in a taxi cab experience before where I got in. I said, I want to go this route. Do not take me this way. Take me this way. And they went the wrong way. They went the way I told them not to go. And then they expected a tip. They were upset that I didn't tip them. Well, in New York, if you tell a cab driver, stop and let me out of the car, they can get arrested if they don't immediately stop and let you out of their car because that's kidnapping at that point. So my brother has done multiple times. He's done that to cab drivers because they'll do that. They'll take the longer way Mm -hmm. to make him pay more. And so he says, stop and let me out of the car. And what happens is that cab driver doesn't get paid at all, no matter how far you took him. So you can ride him into a block before your destination, say, stop and give me, let me out of the car and not pay them anything. Yeah. What? Yeah. Because in New York City, it's kidnapping if they don't let you out of their car. If they keep driving with you in the car. But isn't it stealing if you don't pay them for how far they took you? No, not if you have justified cause. Like, they can tell the cops about you if they want, but, like, how do they have your information? They don't know who you are. You didn't pay, so they don't have your credit card information. That's the difference with Uber. Uber does it everything on the app, so if you cancel a ride, you still have to pay a $5 fee. All right, boys, let's talk about Disney again. Uh, Josh, 
you went and saw this heretical pagan film. Oh, oh I, I, so I was so oppressed the whole time. Mm. I felt I felt the presence of like demonic oppression the whole film. It was weighty. It was it was a hindrance to me. I was actually forced to stay in the chair. I got mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I wasn't I wasn't even allowed to blink. I wanted to close my eyes but they wouldn't let me. And I was forced to just endure this uh, just this profane film. How was the film, bud? It was really good. <laughs> yeah, I would even say I dare I say the live action version of Beauty and the Beast was better than the original. That's hard for me to believe, but I tend to trust your movie prowess. <laughs> yeah, is LeFou gay? Yeah, man, he is. In what way is he gay? I honestly think hmm. they made this movie, like the director and the producer and like some people screened it and watched it, and there was confusion about whether or not he was. And so okay. what this had to do was release a statement saying that he was so that people would know that he was. So it's not over. It's not dramatic. It's like, very lines that he says that it's like, well, that's a little like I could I could see someone who didn't come with that expectation to maybe wonder like, oh, that's a little weird. Or like, I don't know how to interpret that. And it's like and like at the very end of the movie, there's like one scene that lasts like maybe one to two seconds where you're like, wait, what did I see? And it just happens so fast that you're not even sure what happened. In fact, I had to ask my wife like later, like, what, what happened right there? She was like, oh, I think it was this. And I was like, oh, yeah, you're right. It, was, it really was just brief. So do you recommend people go see it? Oh, yeah, man. It's a great movie. Would you take Lily? She was older. I mean, like, I, I, assuming that she has the maturity of a, a typical child of that age. Yeah. Awesome. What do you think about Disney doing all these new live-action movies, man? Oh, my God. Oh, dude. Thank you. Oh, my God. That. Dude, they've turned into, they have turned into the Marvel Studios universe, man. I know. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, it sounds great. And, like, in 2004, everybody was so excited that, like, the Hulk turned into this, like, universe movie saga that, like, now all these movies are going to be made. And now here we stand with Avengers number 14, and we're not satisfied. I think that that's what Except. it's going to turn into, man. Next thing you know, it's Mickey Mouse on Willy the Boat with, like, real people. Oh, yeah, dude. Excess you know? is not satisfying. Like, what I want to know is when did Disney stop wanting to do original stuff? Like, why are they having a remake? Why are they just doing sequels? Why are they buying other franchises and Great making movies from the franchises? They're making a Pirates of the Caribbean prequel now. Like, yeah. Like just do, like where where is the originality of like a Lion King, uh, even like the first Pirates of the Caribbean? That was an original movie when that thing came out, and everyone loved it. Yeah. Now that they've done six or whatever, everyone's over it. I can't even hear track. A, it's too hard. B, people love it, man. People love monotony. They love repeats. You know, I think I disagree with you, Alex. I don't think that it's too... It's not that it's too hard. It's actually, yeah, I shouldn't say it's too hard. I should say it's, not it's, that it's easier. Too hard. It's, it's just easier. That, like, it's easier. Well, well, think about this, Alex. Disney, Disney doesn't make number one stories anymore. 
because there's so many people out there that are fantastic storytellers and a college student at Juilliard can get a team together and make a short film that goes to Sundance. And that's the film that's big that year. Yep. You know, you see what I'm saying? So like Disney was telling really powerful stories through new mediums and new technology and, and color, like you hadn't seen color before. It wasn't just color TV. It was like, it was artistic and vibrant, but there's so many companies now that have exploded that have been able to do the same thing and even do a better job at it. That Disney said, you know what? It would be smarter for us if we bought them out and just redid what the best stories that we can find using those mediums. And just to clarify here, what we're talking about is not only the remakes that Disney has done, but that they're slated to do in the future. So like yes. they're going to be doing a live-action version of Cinderella, The Lion King. They're doing a Prince Charming spinoff. They're doing Mulan. Mulan. I think Mulan's the next one slated to come out. Like, basically, they've done a movie animated in the past. They're going to be live-action versioning this thing, you know, in the next 10 years or whatever. That's that's their movie. The, between that and Star Wars, like, that's what they're coming out with. Can I can I answer the cravat here though? What's up? I would just like to say, if they do the Fox and the Hound, I will go to Orlando and riot. <laughs> that is a big no-no. Dude, you can't they touch. That, they bring that to live action, dude. I'm done. I'm moving to Canada. Dude, you want to know real pain? You look into those old ladies' eyes when she leaves Todd in the woods. <laughs> you will know. That movie I'm, messed me up as a kid. I want to see a Bam, a live action Bambi. Dude, <laughs> you're a sick person, man. You are a sick individual. You need help. That's terrible. Uh, dude, That's would, terrible. Okay, this is what I want to know. What what would make a terrible? What would make it just an awful remake, a live action movie? What what? Well, they are doing. Tim Burton's doing the the um Dumbo oh, remake. Oh, Tim Burton directing Dumbo. I don't know. It might be awesome, or it might just be terrible. I just... Dude, worst live-action remake, The Little Mermaid. Oh, I know. They're doing that, too. They are? <laughs> yes, they're doing The Little Mermaid. Okay. No, no, no. It's worse. So it's worse. It's worse than that. So Universal is coming out with their own version of The Little Mermaid based upon the original story. This yes. is making their musical The Little Mermaid. They're both. There's two two big movie companies that are coming out with their own version. Oh man, this is too much. I'm not gonna see any of them. Yeah, what happened to the days of just wanting to be a princess? Long gone, my friend. What happened to those days, huh? I want to see a live action version of Kung Fu Panda. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I can't believe that just came out of your mouth. That's right. That would be the worst. No, okay. Out of the worst live action film. All right, all right. And are trying to provoke us. Live action. No. Live action. Trolls. <laughs> Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> Wait, what are some movies? What are some movies that just cannot be remade? Pocahontas, man. That would just be so awkward. <laughs> 
Yeah, you can't do that. You can't touch like that the one. Whole dude. Texas pipeline thing going on. I don't know about that. You have to let that one go. You have to move on. Yeah, you, you can't know, just. <laughs> It's got nostalgic value, and that's it. You want 101 Dalmatians. Who's the girl from La La Land? She plays Quella oh, um, Gwen from the new Spider-Man movies. Uh, yeah, Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Quella DeVille. Oh, that's a terrible but, like, choice. Are they going to have, like, real puppies that talk? Like, the movie Cats and Dogs? Or, like, what's it? Dude, what part of live, what what like, part that, of live that action? That sounds cheesy. What yeah. part of live action do you not understand? Well, they've already done <laughs> They've already done. They've already done a live action of of 101 Dalmatians. They're redoing. Well, this is a live action. Yeah, redoing, but in the live action of 101 Dalmatians, the dogs don't talk. This is what I want to see. I want to see Oliver and Company. I want to see Oliver and Company live live uh, live. <laughs> You're like asking for the B movie to be remade with real bees, man. It's just not gonna happen. Yes. It's not gonna happen. Bear. That would be so lame, Josh. Disney made Brother Bear. I want to see that as live action. They're doing James and the Giant Peach. They're doing James and the Giant Peach live action. Yeah, but that makes sense because those characters were like already kind of physical already because they were like stop motion. Okay, but it wasn't just a cartoon. You know what would be? You know what would be cool though? The what? The Rescuers. The ones about the mice. What is live action gonna give us that animation doesn't? That's my question. You know what it's going to give us? It's a dark twist. It's going to give us a dark twist on it. What about the Aristocats? Okay, no, 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 no. This is, okay. I'll pay big money for that. I see your... I'm, I'm starting to Dude, catch on now. That's, you, the one, okay. that's the one that's going to get me, man. Have you watched the Aristocrat, Aristocats recently? That one scene with the Chinese guy? Yes! Oh, my gosh! <laughs> Dude, Carly and I were watching that, and we just... We both... We paused it, and we looked at each other, and we were like... Oh my goodness! There's no way this movie can be made. They say something like "Hong Chong Kong, fortune cookie always wrong" or something like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. It is, and he's got she's playing the piano with chopsticks. Okay, this is what I really. No joke. No joke. I would pay money to see this in theater, live action version of the Hunchback of Notre Dame. Hunchback of Notre Dame is wow. one of the best Disney movies that's ever been made, and I would pay. It's because it's because Victor Hugo wrote it. I know, man, but it's still fantastic. Yeah. The music, though, the music that Disney wrote for that thing, and like the complexities of the characters that are dealt with in that movie, that would. I need to watch it again. I need to watch it again. We, I think it's on Netflix. We watched it the other day. Oh, I'll check it out. What about Bolt, yeah. guys? What if we watch Bolt as a live action movie? <laughs> Dude, they're doing uh, they're doing a spinoff movie from Fantasia 2000, right? That about that demon. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Boys, my phone is about to die. I'm at two percent. We are looking forward to these live action movies, or not so much. We'll just leave it up to that. Um, I'm sure Disney knows what they're doing, given that they are ridiculously successful and wealthy. Boys, any last thoughts? Lady and the Tramp, live action. That'd be a good one. Balto, live action. Balto would be really good. Balto would be really good. Balto, live action. Steven Spielberg directed Balto. Did you know that? Steven Spielberg Spielberg directed directed Balto. Of course he did, man. It's good. It's a great film. 
in all seriousness, Oliver and company would be a good live action Dude, we will figure it. We will find out, man. We will see if they if they ride this train all the way home. But in the meantime, boys, it's time to sign off. I'm gonna say good night and good luck. <laughs>